Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening wherever you are in the world. I'm James Schofield, the writer of the stories in this podcast, Behind the Bottom Line. Over the years, I've written lots of short stories for different magazines about the funny, sad, and strange people and events I've experienced in business. In each episode, I read you my original story, and afterwards I tell you something about the real-life background which inspired it. Today's story is called Dr. Dynamic. And while you're listening, ask yourself, what do the people who you're closest to really think about you? Mike Smirch, chief reporter for Titillation magazine, looked proudly around the table at his little team. The best gossip reporters in Britain, his editor always said. Tony, Jason and Katie were like family to him, more so than his biological family. They'd turned their backs on him a long time ago. So, Tony, he began, you're working on that story about Princess Anne's cat eating a little girl's hamster, right? Yeah, but, Mike, I got a tip that George Clooney is announcing later today he's going into politics. He's staying in London at the moment, you know, and... Boring! Titillation readers aren't interested in politics. They're interested in royalty, even royal cats. Jason... You go to the opening of the giraffe nightclub tomorrow. Make sure you get a picture up some model skirt and see if anyone's snorting coke in the toilets. Think you can manage that without snorting any yourself? And Katie, love, I need you down at the hospital for an update on that reality show woman who's got cancer. Security won't let me in anymore, Katie objected. Dress up as a cleaner then, answered Mike. Get in. Interview other chemo patients and take some pictures. You know, bald heads, that sort of thing. What about you? asked Jason. I'm going to a workshop, said Mike, with Dr Dynamic. Dr Dynamic's real name was Bella Horvat and he came from Budapest. He was a group and family therapist who had invented a method he called dynamic positioning. One night on a TV chat show, a famous film star had described his work and how fantastic it was. The next day, the newspapers had given him the name Dr. Dynamic, and everybody who was anybody tried to get an appointment. He refused to go on television or talk to magazines like Titillation, so Mike booked a place in a workshop to find out what Dr. Dynamic did because something strange had to be going on. The people Mike talked to about him were really enthusiastic, but also very vague. I finally understand my place in the world, one person said. I knew I had to change things in my family, said another. Our dynamic positions were all wrong. This is bullshit, thought Mike as he entered Dr. Horvath's seminar room and joined the circle of about ten participants. They were a mix of wealthy, ordinary people, a couple of actors and, surprise, surprise, a football player whom titillation had sometimes written about. For most reporters, this would have meant the end of their assignment. The footballer would complain and Mike would have to leave. But Mike's strength as a reporter was his ability to blend into the background. Middle-aged, a bit overweight, wearing trainers, he was, if it is possible to be so, remarkably unremarkable.
The footballer didn't recognise him. Mike grinned. He was sure there was a story here, hopefully with a sex angle to it. Titillation readers liked a bit of sex with their morning coffee. We begin now, said a voice with a strong accent. It came from a man sitting in the circle. He had white hair, very blue eyes, and a curved nose that made him look like an aggressive old bird. Mad Hungarian doctor leads cult session, thought Mike, already writing headlines in his head. Dr. Horvat explained his technique. The person with a question would use the other participants in the room as representatives of the people who could answer it. The representatives would say what the real people felt about the question, even if they were playing somebody like a dead grandfather. This was absolutely crazy, thought Mike. You, Michael, what is problem? Mike was taken by surprise and couldn't think immediately of anything to say. Is about family? Work? Uh, yeah, yeah, said Mike quickly. It's work. I, I, I'm the boss of a small team. Uh, I, 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 I want to know how they feel about me. He wasn't sure where this question had come from. It just popped into his head. The old man looked at him hard. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, let's start. Mike followed Horvath's instructions. He chose the footballer to play Mike, placing him in the middle of the circle. He picked one of the actors to be Katie and put her facing Mike, and quite close. A man in jeans and a t-shirt became Jason and was placed behind Katie, while Tony was a man in a suit, furthest from the centre, but looking towards Mike. So, said the old man, each representative will focus on Michael's question and tell us how you feel about him from your position. There was a long silence and Mike had to stop himself giggling. It really was all bullshit. And then Katie started to talk. So, what was the workshop like? asked Jason. Did you find out anything, Mike? asked Katie. I'll bet you did, you dirty dog, you. Oh, well, it was okay, said Mike, looking out of the window. But nothing very exciting, apart from the fact I need to work on my dynamic positioning. They all had a good laugh at that. Or, Mike wondered, were they laughing at him? There must have been something, said Tony. Nothing for our readers. When they'd gone, Mike went back to looking out of the window. No story for titillation readers, perhaps. But Mike could think of many, many people who'd love to read about Britain's leading gossip journalist curled up on the floor and crying like a baby as he finally understood that everybody in the world, especially his own family, hated him. Dr. Dynamic was written for Business Spotlight in 2017. And um, I'm writing really about two things which interest me. One is um, tabloid journalism. 
And the other one is constellation therapy, which is something I encountered when I was doing my training to become a business coach. So let's look at the first one, tabloid journalism. Um, I have a slightly ambiguous attitude towards journalism as a whole. I know that there are many great journalists who do very important stuff in making sure that powerful people are held to account. But the vast bulk of journalism isn't really about that. The vast bulk of journalism seems to be designed to appeal to uh, humanity's worst instincts. Um, And I think everybody really became aware of that at the very latest in 1997 uh, when um, Princess Diana uh, was uh, killed. And what I found uh, disturbing is that although at that time there was a recognition that something was going badly wrong with our society and nothing's really changed, people still get pursued and exploited by tabloid journalists just as much as they ever did and you could argue it's not the fault of the tabloid journalists it's the fault of the people who click on the links um, that are posted online and you know I have to admit that I'm guilty of that too I'm not immune to clickbait headlines Um, and just looking now at my mobile phone what have we got here okay so this is the mail online here we have the armed raiders who would rather steal your dog than your jewelry thanks to a terrifying new crime wave fueled by poppies that are now worth a fortune um then we have could susie lamplu murder finally be solved after 34 years government will ensure women have access to female-only lavatories in public buildings after a surge in gender-neutral loos across the uk from Bricklayer to 007, Sean Connery enjoyed 50-year film career. Prince Charles reveals his sadness at not seeing his grandson Archie for more than a year. And what is really depressing is that I click on these headlines and I read these articles which are based on nothing at all. I mean, let's face it, I don't believe the journalist really has any connection to Prince Charles and is able to um, ascertain whether or not he's depressed about seeing baby Archie or not. It's all speculation. So this aspect of journalism I find deeply disturbing and it seems to form the bulk of what uh, constitutes journalism these days. Now I have a theory that most people who do bad things don't actually ever think they're doing bad things. In their heads they can justify precisely why they're doing something. They always have very good reasons for it. Of course, there are occasional sociopath who uh, or psychopath who uh, doesn't have a conscience and doesn't need to feel that what they're doing is okay. But the vast majority of us, when we do something bad, we think that we're doing it for good reasons. And this is what I wanted to explore with my journalist, Mike Smirch, who probably thinks that he's doing a good job in exposing hypocrisy and exposing Um, how the rich and famous misbehave, but isn't actually really aware of what he's doing at all. And I think probably it's the case with um, a lot of these tabloid journalists is that they see themselves as exposing hypocrisy and phoniness. And they like to play the role of the kind of tough, no-nonsense hunter of the truth. But this is really actually very often a cover for all kinds of insecurities. And so this is what I wanted to play around with, with the character of Mike Smirch. Mike Smirch owes a lot to a character in a novel by a writer called Martin Amos called Yellow Dog, 
who has a tabloid journalist with the great name Clint Smoker, uh, who ends up dead. Um, I didn't do that to Mike. I thought that was a little bit hard. I wanted to offer him the possibility for redemption. The other topic of family constellation therapy, this is something that I encountered, first of all, during my coaching training. I did a business coaching training in 2012. And during that, I took part in a couple of constellation therapy sessions. Um, we're always working with other people's issues. Um, the process itself is more or less that described in the story. Um, but what is really extraordinary is how the participants in a session, uh, with no connection or knowledge of the circumstances of the person who poses the question, really can provide insights and clarification for the questioner. And the questioner comes away having found solutions to the problems that they brought into the session. And nobody really knows how exactly this works. Um, but what I've seen, I have to say, I found very impressive, if sometimes even a little spooky. And I really loved the idea of a, of a cynical tabloid journalist like Mike Smirch being confronted with how he was perceived even by the people he worked closest with and who were perhaps similar to him. The character of the therapist, Bella Horvat, Dr. Dynamic, is loosely based on the founder of Constellation Therapy, uh, a man called Bert Hellinger. He's a slightly controversial figure. He had very patriarchal views, uh, and but he was undoubtedly a very successful therapist. So finally, thinking about the story and thinking about what I've said afterwards, I suppose the central theme going through today's episode of Behind the Bottom Line is that of mental health, which is an appropriate topic here in November 2020 as we move into lockdown number two. Um, I hope all of you are managing to deal with your lockdown situation, whatever it is, in the best way possible. And my tips for staying mentally fit and cheerful is stay away from clickbait news headlines. Don't do any doom scrolling on Twitter, Facebook. And if at some stage you do try out constellation therapy, make sure you do it with a properly qualified constellation therapist. And if you do that, then I'm sure you'll find out some interesting things. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Behind the Bottom Line. Please subscribe on Apple, Spotify or Google Podcast or whichever app you use so that as soon as the next episode is available, you'll get it. In the meantime, catch up on any episodes you've missed, tell your friends about the show, give it a rating and write a review on the podcast app. And you can write to me directly at james.rupert.schofield at gmail.com. Until the next episode of Behind the Bottom Line, this is James Schofield saying goodbye. <laughs>